News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. State is dealing with criminal lunatics, meaning the Portuguese model of decriminalising drugs would not work here. That is the view of Michael O'Sullivan, former Garda Assistant Commissioner, former head of the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau, who joins us now. Michael, you make these comments as we are obviously discussing these and uh, you, you've addressed the National uh, the Citizens' Assembly that is looking at this issue. Why do you say this model, the Portuguese model, would not work here? Uh, good morning, Shane. Yeah, morning. why? For several reasons, I suppose. Um, firstly, there's a lot of you used an expression in your in your earlier thing there, um, rose-tinted narrative. Um, people have looked at Portugal and have this idea, oh, hey, look, they've found a solution to the drug problem. We've got to use the Portuguese model. Um, they don't f- fully understand the implications of using the Portuguese model, but what they don't fully understand, and, and they may not have any great knowledge of it, is the criminal culture. The criminal culture in Portugal and the criminal culture in here in Ireland is is like comparing apples and oranges. They don't have the serious crime we have. They don't have the people um, in the feuds. They don't have people murdering each other. They don't have the fear. Do they not? The family intimidation. No, they don't. They really? don't have that. I mean, I, is, well, I, 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 I asked no. this question genuinely, Michael. I mean, yeah, I'm, okay. presu- I'm presuming. What? I'm presuming they're not angels involved in the in the drug business in Portugal. The Portuguese certainly aren't angels. They have their criminals. I tell you what. They, well, if you if you just look back, they haven't, and they cannot get over. And I've worked with. I just by way of background, I've just spent four years working in Portugal with an international um, investigative agency targeting drug shipments coming from South America. So I've worked with the police mm. in um, in Portugal and the police from the rest of Europe working with us. Um, they don't have that level of crime. It's as simple as that. They don't have they don't have guys running around dressed as guards with machine guns in hotels in the middle of the day. They don't have, lucky for them, 18 people killed in a feud. They don't have feuds. It's just that they just don't have it. Sure, they're criminals and they're making money from drugs and it's mainly a transit country. They have a big heroin problem. They have always had a big heroin problem back in the day. And it just a snapshot of the heroin problem started back in the 70s. Some of it came from the colonial wars they had and they really didn't know how to deal with it. And they realized in 2000, the best thing to do was not to lock up heroin addicts. They came to the table very late. We realised that in 1977. Okay. okay. And we, we introduced a no, different system, which a, I'm not going to go into. It's a, yeah. really interesting, uh, it's a really interesting argument. I have to say, look, for what it's worth, I share your reservations about Portugal. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been in Lisbon with my kids and been offered cocaine. Yeah. I, I'm not that comfortable yeah. with, with a system that allows that to happen or maybe yeah. even encourages. But yeah. let me give you the counter-arguments. When you talk to people yeah. whose views I would respect, people who work uh, in helping uh, drug addiction, they say sure. a 50% drop in the numbers in, in Portugal in drug, treat- in drug treatment programs, a 75% decrease in the number of fatal overdoses over the last yeah. uh, 20 years. Um, you know, yeah. You're not clogging up the criminal system with people who okay. are in possession of small amounts of drugs. Like They're fairly compelling arguments, are they not? Well, if you come from very low base, if you've been locking up all your heroin addicts up until the year 2000, and then the HIV uh, problem came along, 
you're going to have a huge amount of debts. And then when you realise in 2000, just, we better do something here. And then the debts start to drop. Why? Because you funnel your... And we are talking here about heroin addicts. We're not talking about guys using hash. We're not talking about guys using coke. We, they start to funnel their, their heroin addicts into treatment centres. Yeah, it works. Why wouldn't it work? Sure, it works. Okay. But when you're talking about the overall decriminalization of drugs, when you're talking about people, um, people being allowed to walk through the streets of, of Lisbon with eight, nine, ten packs of heroin, cocaine or hash. You know, I spoke to a policeman out there and he was telling me, he says, you know, it's an offense to sit outside a school and smoke. It's not an offense to sit outside a school and inject heroin. You know, there is a, I won't say a general free-for-all, but there is an acceptance. Okay. The way they deal with, the, the way they deal, just for a second, the way they deal with, with, with drug misuse is they, they look upon it as a health problem. They send somebody to a dissuasion committee. So that's a committee of three people. So a guard gives you a ticket. If you have drugs for your supply, you can have up to 10 deals of drugs. You go to a committee and they say, listen, get off drugs and try and go for some treatment. And the next day when the guard finds you, he gives you another ticket. By the third time, the guard is fed up giving you tickets. So that's what you've got there. I don't know many young people. I don't know many criminals in this country. And I'm in law enforcement 45 years that would be dissuaded by a committee. So that's, that's the comparison. It, it is completely different. We have, we have a, a challenging, we have a very violent challenging criminal underclass and when you see what they've done in the past um, the Portuguese model just won't work and then you've got to look at it another way as well people talk about legalization decriminalization drugs were criminalized because they're dangerous they haven't got any less dangerous Okay, Michael, you know, we, we, you know, do, we do have to leave it there. Look, you, you make a very strong case. Uh, Michael O'Sullivan, uh, former Guard Assistant Commissioner, former head of the National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau, uh, who recently addressed uh, that uh, Citizens' Assembly on uh, the decriminalisation uh, of drugs. Thank you for talking to News Talk Breakfast. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.